Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. moment we are thankful lord even for what you have shared with us already we thank you lord for your word for your word indeed is a spirit therefore god even as we continue to read your word we pray lord that the spirit will enter into us we pray for transformation holy spirit take control in jesus name amen, amen. why don't you clap your hands for jesus as you take your seats Today, for I just want to, just for a short time, um, we have some few minutes, and I want to share with you, we are still um, sharing from how you can preach salvation, how you can preach salvation, and today, I may just be able to introduce one, this one to you, is um, Salvation Message 17, who will go to hell, who will go to hell, Wow. Is it a message you would like to hear? Yes. Who will go to hell? Now, just so um, those of you who are just visiting us today, you know, we are sharing so many messages on salvation. And today we want to share on this message, who will go to hell? Who will go to hell? Now, this is a hard message. You know, whenever we're talking about hell, it's a hard message. It is not the usual type of sermon you will hear on Sundays when you go to church. It is not the usual type of sermon you will hear. When you turn on the TV, it is not the usual message that you will hear about hell. You don't hear people talking about hell a lot. Do you understand? You see, there are messages that we can preach to entice you message that I can preach to make you happy. You know, preachers who talk about hell are not among the popular ones. Preachers who preach about hell, they are not popular. People don't like listening to them. People don't flop to churches when your message is about hell and heaven and death and all of these things. Hallelujah. But you see, I cannot guarantee, for instance, that all of you will marry and all of you will have children and sit at your dining table, two boys here, two girls here, your husband, your wife, and having dinner on Wednesdays and Fridays, you know. And I cannot promise that all of us are going to have that. I cannot promise that you are all going to have certain types of jobs or you are going to live in certain types of homes. I cannot promise that. I cannot promise that all of us are going to live to be 90 years old or 100 years old. Though I believe that by the grace of God, we can live to those ages. Do you understand? We can cross 80 with ease, 70 with ease. But there's one thing that I can guarantee, one thing that I can say with all certainty, and that is that 
all of us will die. That I can say with 100% certainty. If I take 100 people, I can guarantee that all 100 of them will die someday. That is certain. Do you understand? And it is also certain that when we die, we are, our next phase is eternity. Our next phase is eternity. Do you understand? It is certain. We are born, we live here for a few years, and we enter into eternity. It is certain. When a child is in the womb, it is certain that that child will come out. It is certain. We know that. How the child will come out is a question. That is the one that we cannot predict. But we can predict that the child will come out alive or come out dead. That we can say. And so for us also, we can predict with all certainty that some of us will enter into eternity, into hell. Others will enter into heaven. But something that is so certain, we talk very little about. Churches like us to talk about prosperity, for which not all of us are going to prosper. Or to talk about marriage, for which not all of us are going to be married. But what is certain, we don't like to talk about it. Hallelujah. But my goal is not to be a popular preacher to you. My goal is not to please you. My goal is not to preach something that you like. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, Jesus, he preached a lot about hell. He said a lot of things about hell. And in his time, he wasn't among the popular preachers. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. But hell is a real place. Hell is a real place. Hell is not a swear word or a curse word that we throw around. And we say, oh, go to hell. You know, we play with it such that we think it's it's such a, a, a simple thing. But hell is a real place. Hell is a real place. Hallelujah. It's a place that everyone must be aware of. Everyone must be aware of. And I, in my preaching, I don't intend to prove it to you. That is not my purpose. My purpose is not to prove hell to you. If you cannot accept simple, accept science, even just science, and accept that when a child is conceived in the womb, the child lives in the womb for nine months, and the child enters into another phase of life. The child ought to come out and enter into another phase of life, which is, for some people, is 30 years, for some people, is 70 years, for some people, is 90 years. But that child, no matter what, if you are in the womb, you will come out after nine months or so. Why can't we, you see, because we don't see, the, the child in the womb doesn't see the world outside, so the child says, there's no other world. This is the world. Nine months, we are here and we vanish. Is that true? But you are here and you know that that is not true. You are here and then you see that that child will be born, whether the child believes it or not. And the one who came from eternity, who we have not been there, just as you have never been in the womb, or the child has never been in the world to know, the one who is coming from eternity, from heaven, is telling us that there is heaven and hell. 
And we also will live here for some years, short nine, nine months, a longer phase of life, and then eternity. That we will also enter into eternity after this life. And because you have not also seen it, you say, all our life is about here. We are living here, and when we die, we die. But you will also be just like the child, that you will be born into eternity. You will be born into eternity. You will find yourself, die from this life, and you enter eternity right away. Just like the child, born out of this life, die in this life, in the womb, the placenta will die. The, all the surrounding, all the things that sustain that life is useless. And the same way with you, all this life will be useless. You will enter into eternity, and if you are not prepared, you realize that you can't come back. Just like a child. When you come out, you can't go back. And that was a song she was singing. When you enter that eternity, you don't want to say, I want to go back. And do some more. You don't want to say that. Amen. Amen. So if you cannot accept simple signs to reason, I am not here to prove to you that there is heaven and there is hell. That our lives do not end here, but there is also eternity. Hallelujah. Because the thing is that whether you believe it or not, whether you accept it or not, it does not change what God has said. So it will be wise on your part to accept it now and convert and change and repent that when you also die, you'll go to heaven. Than to find out when you are dead and you can't come back again that all of this was true. All of this was true. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So this is not the kind of message people flop into churches to hear. But this is a real doctrine. I say it's a real doctrine. So allow me to talk about it. Amen. So we want to look in the scriptures to find out the kinds of people who go to hell. Just read the scriptures and find out the kinds of people who burn in hell or who go to hell. Because, you see, we all have some preconceived notion that all of us are going to heaven and some, because we are born again, we are Christians or we go to church, we are all going to heaven. But it's not so. Do you understand? It's not so. So, as we are going through the list of people who go to hell, identify yourself and see, am I going to hell or am I going to heaven? Or you don't like the message? And it doesn't even matter if you like it or not. That is what is on the menu today. So let's read Genesis chapter 19 and verse 12. Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. This is a story. All of you, at least most of you know about this story. About when God sent two angels to Sodom. To destroy Sodom because of the evil that was in Sodom. And these two angels met Lot and Lot welcomed them into his home and the people of Sodom, the men of Sodom young and old they wanted to sleep with the angels they want to take because the angels came in the form of men and they were looking very nice you see handsome men 
And the men of Sodom wanted to sleep with the men, the angels. And they went to Lot's house and they bang in the door, breaking the door, want to sleep with the men. Say, bring them. Otherwise, what we will do to you when we finish, you will not be able to even do. So the, it says, the men said unto Lot, This is the angels, because Lot welcomed them. Abraham had prayed for Lot. Abraham had interceded for Lot. Lot, they came to Lot. Lot also welcomed them. So these angels, they said unto Lot, Has thou, let's read the NIV or something for time's sake, so that I don't have to also continue to explain certain things to you. He says, For we are about, verse 12, please. Meanwhile, the angels question Lot. Are you listening to me? Do you have any other relatives here in the city? They asked, get them out of this place. Your sons-in-laws, sons, your daughters, or anyone else. Get them out of this place. For we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great, it has reached the Lord. And he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot rushed out to tell his daughters, the fiancés, the, the daughters and the fiancés, the daughters' fiancés, he went out, he rushed out to tell his daughters' fiancés, quick, get out of the city. The Lord is about to destroy it. Quick, get out of the city. It's like you go out to evangelize. And you say, the Lord is about to destroy the world. The world is coming to an end. And you are preaching, accept Jesus Christ. Receive salvation. And come out of this world. So Lot went and said, quick, come out of this place. Come out of this city. The Lord is about to destroy it. But the young man thought he was only joking. The young man thought he was only joking. At dawn, the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry! Because Lot was still conjuring with the young man. Please, come out. Let's go. It is going to be destroyed. Let's... But he, they thought he was only joking. So the angels said, hurry! They said to Lot, take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out right now or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. You see, that's also a message. Sometimes we hook on to certain people and we'll be destroyed with them. The salvation, eh, it is for you individually. Sometimes we attach too much to certain people. He says, get out. Get out right now or you also will be swept away in the destruction of the city. You'll be swept away. When Lot insisted, when Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and the two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city. For the Lord was merciful. The Lord was merciful. When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Are you listening to me? He says, run for the hills. Don't look back or stop anywhere in the city or anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. 
Don't look back or you will be swept away. Oh no, my Lord. Lord begged. Oh no, my Lord. Lord begged. You have been so gracious to me and saved my life. And you have shown such great kindness. But I cannot go to the mountains. Disaster will catch me up, catch up to me. And I will soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please, let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then the life, my life will be saved. You see, God is giving you direction. God is giving you how and how far you should go. But you are also defining. You know, and at some point when you insist, God leaves you alone. He says, all right, the angel said, I will grant your request. I will not destroy the little village. But hurry, escape to it, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. This explains why that village was known as Zoar, which means little place. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, people think that, you know, the Lord, oh, these are all jokes. The Lord is not going to burn us with fire, brimstone, and sulfur. But we are reading the Bible. He utterly destroyed them along with the other cities and villages of the plain. Wiping out all the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him. And she turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early that morning and hurried out to the place where he had stood in the Lord's presence. Hallelujah. Do you like the story? So from this story, the first group of people who go to hell are those who are offered salvation and they refused. They are offered salvation and they refuse. See, when Lot went to evangelize to them, he seemed as one who was joking. He seemed to them as a mocker. He seemed to them as a joker, that he was joking. They were offered salvation, but it seemed to them like a joke. Salvation was a joke to them. Salvation sounded like a joke to them. Give your life to Christ sounded like a joke to them. And many people treat the gospel message as a joke. Many people, when you witness to them, they take the gospel as a joke. They think it's a joke. And really, it sounds like a joke. It sounds like a joke. Confess your sins. Do you want to give your life to Jesus? Confess your sins. Accept that you are a sinner and accept Jesus Christ into your life. Believe that he died for your sins. He rose again from death and receive him as your savior. And you are born again. It sounds like a joke. But God does not intend to impress you. I said God does not intend to impress you. This is all he has offered us. The gospel message. The preaching of the gospel. That is all God has offered us. God has not offered us anything beyond that. 
What he has offered us is the preaching of the gospel. That is all he has offered us. He does not intend to impress you. He does not intend to give you signs. He does not intend to give you anything else but the preaching of the gospel. And it sounds as a joke. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. First Corinthians 1 21. It says, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom, the world by their understanding, the world by their reasoning, it says, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world, the world by wisdom knew not God. In your worldly understanding, you will never know God. If you want to analyze and use science and mathematics and calculations and the reality of what your eyes can see and what your mind can understand, you will never know God. You will not know God. And so it says, for the, world, the Lord, the God, it says, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. It pleased God. By the foolishness of preaching. Just preaching. That sounds so foolish. He saves them that believe. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Are you hearing me this afternoon? When you go out to witness and you go out to give tracts, many people treat it as a joke. Many people treat it as a joke. They don't believe it. They don't want to hear it. They think you are joking. They take the track and then they put it in the trash. The next moment, and they treat it as a joke. They want, you want to share Christ with them? You stop a person. I want to share about Christ with you. They say, no, 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 no. I'm going to work. I'm too late. It's too late. They treat it as a joke. They have no time for it. They have no time for it. Lots, sons in laws to be. They see to him. They, he seemed to them as a joke. But you see, that should not stop you from preaching. That should not stop you from sharing tracts. That should not stop you from stopping people to witness to them. That should not stop you. You know why? Because Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14, the Bible says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. It shall be preached for a witness. So anyone that you give a tract to, anyone that you stop to share the word of God with, it is a witness. It is a witness. Everyone should have the opportunity to hear about Jesus Christ before the end will come. Everyone should have the opportunity. Hallelujah. So when you go out to share, when you go out to witness to people, share with them. Give them tracts. Let them throw it out. You have delivered yourself. You have delivered yourself. They bluff you. They think that salvation is for poor people. Salvation is for people who need something from God. Salvation is for people who are not educated. Look, we are educated, highly educated. We have gone to higher institutions. And we have learned higher things. But we don't use our wisdom to know God. We will not use our wisdom to know God. He says, by the foolishness of preaching, he saved them that believe. By the foolishness of preaching. If I will be foolish, so I will find I will know God, I will be foolish. 
Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So don't ever be tired of sharing the gospel with people. Let them take it as a joke, but you have delivered yourself. Amen. Let them take it as a joke. So the people who are offered salvation and they refuse, they are people who will burn in hell. They are offered salvation and they refuse. They will burn in hell. People don't like to hear it, but this is the word of God. Hallelujah. The second group of people, you know, let us pause here because it is time. And we will pause here and then we will continue. Next time we meet. It's too much. It's just too much. Well, clap your hands for Jesus. And I am not out of words, but I'm out of time. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. You have been blessed already, haven't you? Yes. It's a double message. Oh, they call you Bible Basha. Hell preacher. Yes. Jesus talked about healing. But he talked about hell. He says so much about hell. A place that is so real. A place that is so certain. That one day we will die or the Lord will come. It is so certain. It is so certain. When you go to a big cemetery. And you look at all the tombs that are there. What are the things that go in your mind? Where are all these people? Did they just die and are buried and that's the end of them? Where are all these people? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Come leave oh, Jesus. Me. One here this afternoon. Jesus Christ is not your savior. You have not given your life to Jesus. If you are here this afternoon, you want to give your life to Jesus. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Christ in my life. Maybe you come to church every Sunday. But you know deep in your heart that you are very far from Jesus. You are very far from God. If you were to die today, you are not even sure where you will go. If that is you, this afternoon, I'm giving you this great opportunity. Why don't you lift up your right hand with all eyes closed. Every head bowed. You say, I feel very far from Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ. If that is your prayer, do not leave this place without giving your life to Christ. You may not have that opportunity again. You may not have that opportunity again. He said, be sure of your salvation. Be sure of your salvation. If that is your prayer, I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand and I will say this short prayer with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Lift up your right hand and I will say this short prayer with you. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice you made for us. Even whilst we were still sinners, Lord, you sacrificed. You laid down your life for us. We are grateful unto you. We thank you for your word that continues to light our path. We thank you, Lord Jesus. May you keep us, preserve us, deliver us from the wicked one. Deliver us from his subtlety. Deliver us from his lies. Deliver us from his deception. 
Deliver us from bad counseling in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from ungodly counsel. Deliver us from the counsel of the ungodly. Lord, may you keep us. May your word be a guide unto us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.